was okay. The first thing we're gonna do is gonna move this. You know, gonna move this bad boy. There we go. Load testing, 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 testing. Okay, cool. All right. So, start things off. Um, my name is Ryan, and this is my fifth year going to Riverwood, actually. And luckily, I have a little cheat sheet to go by to make sure I don't mess things up. And so, just kind of give a little background about what Riverwood's all about. Um, Riverwood is is a Christian is a Christian community located in Louisville, Tennessee. It's about takes about eight hours um, the way that we travel. And um, what Riverwood is, it's it's a Christian it's a Christian home that houses houses twenty foot that houses houses twenty people with a range of mental and physical disabilities. And Riverwood is 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 made up of of two homes with with ten bedrooms in each one, if you can do the math correctly. And the family, or I guess the residents that they call them, are loving as a a loving, welcoming group of people who open their homes to other groups throughout the whole year. So we're we're not the only ones who go down there and help them. There are other groups that go down there as well. But because of the re since the residents are kind of limited on what they can do as far as housework and chore work. Um, because of their disabilities, um, again, other groups go down there for support and they do housework and chores work um, around there as well. And there's kind of one last um, sentence on here that I kind of want to emphasize on. And it says, anyone is welcome and no special skills are required to serve. And you can thank Debbie for that one since she printed out this little sheet. But... I kind of want to focus. Kind of want to focus on like what I mean. What it means to have like a have a special skill because everybody has one. And I guess a, a few of mine, like for example, is like I like to write, I like to draw, and in the past few years I've found out that I can be I can be very self determined and self motivated. Now people can make, can mix that up with being stubborn, but I think self determination sounds a whole lot better than being stubborn. But he even talks about in the Bible about having special gifts as well in First Corinthians twelve. And I've definitely used um, and I definitely used my special talents for, for a Riverwood as well. I remember that the first time that I went to Riverwood, um, we gave them a little wood a wood um, door ornament to draw to to kind of put stickers on and to kind of draw on with sharpies and to kind of make it their own. And there's a resident there that absolutely loves monkeys. His name's Kenny. And. He even carries around a stuffed monkey called George, and he has a whole variety of them. Like he has George the first, George the second, George the third, and he even has a new one that's that's called that's called Larry, but you could call him George as well if you want to. <laughs> but anyway, word got around that I that I like to draw, and one of the teammates called me over and said, "Ryan, would you mind drawing a monkey um, for Kenny on his door ornament?" And I did, and. That was probably one of the that was probably the first time that I felt truly honored to use my special skills to help um, to help one of those residents, and it was just really really cool for me. And I've even used my special skills um, this year at Riverwood as well. Like I know that I know that one of my jobs was that I was my my first job was to like pick up twigs and um and branches around around Riverwood, and I don't know how big um how what the area is for Riverwood um, is because I'm not good at math, but I but there was this big heavy tree branch that was that was sitting 
um, a decent size away from where I needed to put all the twigs anyway. And on the first day, I couldn't pick that thing up to save my life. I really could. I mean, just look at me. <laughs> but so I figured, okay, I'm, I might come back to it in, in, the, ne in the next couple days or so. And in the back of my head, I was thinking to myself, man, you, you, got, you have to at least try and, and pick that bad boy up, or at, least, or at least try and make a good attempt to. And so, long story short, between me and two other teammates, um, we managed to, to move that big log over to the fire pit where it needed to be. So praise God for that. <laughs> and I also, and um, I, we also throw theme parties for them each year, and I guess I kind of use my creativity skill for that as well. This year we threw a Wild West theme party for them. And it was, it was just really cool to, to think of like different food ideas or different um, party decoration ideas um, for just making these residents feel welcome and at home. But even if, even if we didn't throw parties for them or if we didn't, even if we didn't do like anything too big or fancy for them, the truth of the matter is the residents just love us being. They just really enjoy our company and just enjoy our presence. And, Ron, and the person in charge, Ron, has, has even said that, that out of all the groups that, that come to Riverwood, we're probably their favorite out of all the groups that come in over the, over the year span that, of all the groups that come there, which is crazy to even think about. And I remember us all by name as well. So that, I think that definitely, definitely says something. And the residents just love to talk. They really love to talk, and I'm sure that they love getting to know us. As I'm sure that I'm sure that we all love getting to know them as much as they love getting to know us as well. Like I know that I know that over the over the past five years, I've I've definitely learned quite a bit from them. And I know that one of them loves monkeys, one of them loves wrestling, and another one just loves dolls. She loves collecting them. And so we definitely, I can definitely say that, that, that our team and the residents definitely both benefit from this ministry. And the fact that they've opened, the, they've opened our doors, or they've opened their doors to us for the past 13 years, which is, which is crazy to even think about how long we've been doing this. And I guess so in closing, um, over the past five years, uh, I guess I've kind of come to the conclusion that I don't really like the ministry all that much. I absolutely love it. Because I just love, I just love getting to know the residents. I love, like again, create, creating party ideas for them, and again, just using my special skills and talents um, to just glorify God and to just point um, the residents um, to Jesus in any way possible. And so I guess, um, kind of like as the Haiti team kind of mentioned already, um, like if you're thinking about, if you're thinking about like what about like where your true mission is, and it doesn't have to be in Haiti, it doesn't have to be in Tennessee, it may not have to be in England, it could be right here in Chester. And so I guess kind of like as an as um as a kind of like as a closing statement to kind of think about if you if you're thinking about like where your true mission might be, here's something to think about. If you use your gifts and talents that God's given you to do what you love in any way, shape, or form, then I think you found your true mission. <clears throat> so as I said earlier, 
All right, we can we can do it now. Please do not look at me and only see a undeveloped mind or a broken body. Look at me and see a magnificent creation of God, an image of the Creator. For who I am is not my limitations. Who I am is not this physical body. Who I am is not this mind that struggles to understand an incomprehensible world. Who I am is an immutable soul that resides within this mortal frame. This body is a gift from God, given so that I may experience life. I am thankful for this opportunity. My mind is also a gift from God. A means in which to know him. Therefore, I seek him out. My heart, a vessel, as ready to pour out love, as it aches to be felt. Only a creator who loves me beyond measure would offer such treasures. Because of these gifts, I know that I am loved, and it fills me with pride. We, we share, share so much. much, you and I. God created us all with a propensity to love an intense yearning to be loved. We develop friendships. We work with our hands. We please when we succeed. I'm disappointed when we do not. We laugh and play for the sheer joy of it. Rejoicing in the fullness life has to offer. We fall in love and become dizzy with the anticipation the other sufficiencies. We fell into ourselves from the immense pains and loneliness and loss. So do not look at me with pity. Look upon me with our eyes, with our generous creator, and see the secret beauty of my heart as a reflection of his glory. For we all were created in this image, and for that we should be proud.
to a home on God bless the shore I fly away. So Riverwood, again, is, is our Samaria. It's a little bit outside of our, our home area, but yet still close to home. And then Haiti is the rest of our world, as well as England, where Aaron and I went to, and that's what we're going to talk about uh, next. We went to Birmingham, England, to see firsthand Tim and Tammy Aho. We've uh, supported Tim and Tammy for 21 years uh, here at Chester, but had never been able to make it over to their area uh, to see their ministry. Um, we talk about serving in a community, creating a Christian community, and what uh, Aaron and I saw was that in action. Uh, England is a socialist country. It's a country that, um, because of their, their uh, socialist um, tendencies, is on the verge of bankruptcy, like uh, many countries are. And because of that, the money from the federal government isn't making it down to the communities anymore. And so the communities are having to find ways to take care of themselves. And uh, you're going to see some pictures scrolling through here. Um, the very first picture was Aaron and I at the community garden that they created uh, a, a, at this last spring right there. Uh, everything in that garden is edible. As you see, we're eating flowers. Uh, it's the first time I've ever done that. It's called a nasturtia. Anybody ever heard of nasturtia? I came back to Google to see if we could plant them here because I was like, they were good. Yeah, they were really yeah. good. They're spicy. Yeah. They're spicy, uh, but they're good. Uh, but everything is edible there, and the, the community is reaching out, or the government in the community areas are reaching out to the churches to uh, help create the community again. And this garden is in the, um, in the, the, the front yard of the visitor center for Winston Green Prison which is one of the biggest prisons in England. And it was just overgrown because the, the city couldn't take care of it. Birmingham couldn't take care of it. The, the prison couldn't take care of it. And so last spring, it was about two foot tall in weeds, plastic bottles, junk, trash. And so uh, a group, the, the group that uh, Tim leads there, they went to the community and to the prison and said, hey, can we cut this down, can we keep it mowed and trimmed up, and can we plant a garden, a community garden there? And of course they said, go for it. And they did. And we were amazed because we were there on sat the Saturday morning that we were there, we walked over with Tim and another gentleman from his group, and we were watering the plants. And a woman came out of the visitor center who was a volunteer there, and within five minutes, Tim knew her name, knew what church she attended, that she was volunteering at the prison, how long she'd been volunteering, and had, had created a relationship with her. And We all ate flowers together, too. Yeah, we all ate flowers together. Um, we, had a, we had a meal. <laughs> which is a Christian thing to do. Uh, so, you know, it, it, you know you, you first you think, okay, well, they planted a garden. What, is that, what does that do leading people to Christ? Well, it, we saw it firsthand that you, they're creating communities. There's another church that was in another part of Birmingham 
that was offered the opportunity to take over a community center because, the, again, the, the city couldn't run it. They, so they, they agreed to take it over, and they open, have it open seven days a week. Well, they hold their services there on the weekends and, and Wednesday nights. There's now a Christian university that's headquartered out of the community center, and the community is using the center as it was initially intended. It's a great green spot uh, with a uh, stream going by it, and people come out and play, throw frisbees and play soccer and stuff, and it gives them the ability to evangelize them while they're there, and, and the, the, the Christian community is growing. Um, if I can find my notes, make sure I've got it. The first Friday when we flew in, dead tired, dead tired we flew in through uh, Dublin, Ireland, and, and it, it took several hours to get there, uh, but, but they took us to lunch, and they took us to the junk food cafe and you say junk food yes chocolate no uh, junk food cafe is actually a cafe of yesterday's food from the grocery stores and from the restaurants that they could no longer serve by the being close to the expiration date the community the, the Christian community in that area goes around and picks those foods up and takes it to this community center and they fix lunch and sometimes dinner out of this food. We had mixed meat stew, we had birthday cake, and we had cabbage. What else was there? Something else, some bread, yeah. some, some a couple good. different kinds of bread, good. but it was really good, but it was all free. It's all, by anybody who wants to donate money can donate, but, but it's open free to the community because it's in a big portion of the Middle Eastern area where the, or the, the area where the Middle Eastern People are settling, and they're very poor. And this gives them a, a free lunch three days a week uh, to, for, that they're offering them. Again, gives them the opportunity to evangelize and to speak God's word to the, to the people. Uh, so just many different ways that they're reaching out, the, uh, using the community, creating a community, and using that community structure that, that they're creating to lead people to the to the gospel message um, very encouraging I you know I, I, I thought on the way back you know the, the community garden that that the, we started out here is is you know in that same vein of, of reaching out to, to the community and, and having people come plants plants and then gives us opportunity to talk to them and meet with them another thing that they do right outside of where that garden is is there's a bus stop um, that the bus comes by daily multiple times a day well, they, they meet on Thursdays, and they have what's called a bus stop cafe where they hand out coffee and muffins and tea, and they, again, have the opportunity to create relationships, and they have. They've, they've, they've prayed with people they've, uh, while they waited for a bus or when they've gotten off a bus that people expect them to be there on Thursdays now, and they get a, a spot of tea, and, and, uh, and they, they talk, and they pray with them, and, and they build relationships. Getting out in the community and, and the, the, the growing God's kingdom. Uh, so you know it's very encouraging to see what they're doing. Um, the other side of what they're doing, if you can go to the next picture, this is the pastor of the Eritrean Church, which is uh, uh, Eritrea is a country that it was created out of the northern part of Ethiopia uh, through the civil war in Ethiopia. Uh, the pastor there uh, was actually a pastor in Eritrea. He spent three different times incarcerated in prison because of his faith. 
Um, one of the times it was over a month, and when they talk about prison there, they're talking about a metal shipping container that they can't, well, during, the, during the day it gets so hot that they can't touch the sides, they can't sit down because they'll get, they, it burns the skin. And they would, he spent over a month one time in, in one of those containers. Uh, the elders, a lot of the elders that we met with and heard their stories went through similar uh, persecution. They went through, they've seen their families and friends murdered because of their faith. They traveled four and a half days through the Sahara Desert by foot in order to get to the Mediterranean, in order to get on one of those uh, illegal over, overstuffed boats where they saw people uh, fall overboard and drowned on their way to, the, to Europe. I have to say at this point that I was one of those Americans that thought up until this trip that those people need to stay someplace else because of the risk. And I'm not saying that we don't, we have a huge risk of, of the people that are coming with them, but we need to find a way to help our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to find a way to help these people because people are dying because of their faith. They're being persecuted because of their faith. And we can't just say 4% of the people coming over present a risk to us, so we're not going to send, we're not going to bring anybody over. We've got to find a way to, to sort the mess out and, and be able to help them. Uh, it, it changed my heart. Every trip I've made, every missions trip I've made, has changed my heart in some way to love somebody a little different. And I, I encourage you that, to, to really pray about um, making a mission, going on a missions trip at some point, whether it's Riverwood in Tennessee or, or someplace overseas. Um, it, it will change your heart, and it will change it for the better. Uh, we are looking at... Um, possible 2018 trip to England with a team. It'll be about an eight-day trip. Uh, Tim sent me a, an anticipated schedule. Not only will you be reaching out into the community, but the way Tim and Tammy like to run missions trips, they like to teach you about international discipleship, and so there'll be something that you will guaranteed learn from the trip. They, they intentionally spend time uh, and training, so be praying about that. Uh, it'll be an exciting trip. Don't be scared because you're going to be involved in Eritrean church or, or um, some um, downtown uh, Birmingham missions work where you're going to be working with, with people that have drug and alcohol problems. Um, don't be scared. Be willing to come out of your comfort zone and, and, and do something for Christ. Uh, we went to the church on Sunday morning, a um, little charismatic you say a little yeah. a little charismatic <laughs> uh they had the leaders for england there that day of for the oral roberts ministry um and they were uh after they got done with their message they were laying hands on and praying um, but the church again is a church that is as the, the community has reached out to them and they're actually working as counselors for the government to help the people get the benefits that they need to, to get off of drugs and alcohol and get to be back into the working society so again, another example of how, how the church in England is, is working with the government to build the community again. Anything you wanted to? I was just going to say, I don't know, Gary, you can scroll, scroll through the photos there. Uh, I would say Sunday was probably the, the, the biggest day had that had an impact on me and probably John as well. Uh, being a part of those two churches and meeting with the, the pastor's name that you saw in the picture there is Rehoboth. 
and uh, just meeting with their leaders and sitting down and hearing their stories, and uh, that, that, was, that was just really impactful. That's the entrance to the Eritrean church. They had just moved into that facility um, probably three weeks before we got there. So that's our trip to England. Uh, again, it was very exciting. Like I said, it's, we're, we're looking uh, forward to uh, probably a 2018 trip with the team over there. Um, this next year, we're going back to Riverwood. Um, there's a couple people going to Nepal again. Uh, I'm, I'm really encouraged about that trip. And uh, we've got some other things in the work that we, uh, we were talking about that we'll, we'll be announcing uh, in the near future. So uh, we're going to continue to to uh, work here in our uh, Jerusalem and Judea and continue to reach out throughout the world as Christ has called us to do. I think we have a video, correct? Yeah, we got a yep. video from Tim. Hello, friends at Chester Christian Church. Uh, where are the Ahos, though, you have to exercise your imagination about Tammy being here. She couldn't be here during the making of this video. Still, using your imagination is a good place to start. We'd like you to imagine more with us. Paul writes to the church in Ephesus and reminds them that God can do far more than what we ask or imagine. I often find myself praying and asking God to do more than I can imagine. But not only that, to help me imagine more than I currently imagine. Uh, believe it or not, uh, we have 22 years of history in England. Uh, we celebrated an anniversary just this past April. When I was a kid growing up in a small farming community in Minnesota, I never dreamed I would spend much of my adult life in another state, let alone another country. I didn't visualize being a follower of Jesus or being used by God to start and catalyze church planting and disciple making. And God's Holy Spirit has certainly helped me imagine more by doing more than I can imagine. And the last 12 months has certainly stretched our imagination. We've moved not once, but twice. First from the leafy suburbs into inner city Birmingham in a community called Winston Green. And then in late April, just a mile away to the edge of Winston Green in a place called Summerfield. This is an incredibly diverse place. Our neighbors hail from Pakistan, Iran, and Jamaica. Our landlords are from Trinidad and Guyana. Uh, the local high street has shops that sell products to residents coming from Eastern Europe and from the Indian subcontinent. Two of the local junior schools, primary schools as they're called, uh, have 240 children that speak 40 different languages. And we meet people of different cultures every day, all over the place, all the time. Whether it be at our bus stop cafe, whether it's our work in the community, garden at the prison visitor center or at the shops in the local high street this is an incredibly diverse place so what are we up to now that we've moved and settled into our new home first we're working with another couple on a new team we're calling companions for hope uh, we don't know to be honest if it'll become a church plant or if it's going to be a missional community at, at the very least it's a way of engaging with a local community and we're just trying to imagine community transformation together. Second, uh, we recently formalized a working agreement with the Fellowship of Churches of Christ, where I'll be the church planning coordinator two days a week. There are some great opportunities here because of the number of ethnic churches that have joined the fellowship over the last couple of years. Uh, to catalyze disciple making, to catalyze new church plants, and in fact, in one of these, an Eritrean church, 
Uh, they've asked us to help start an English language worship service. But we want to catalyze something more. We want to imagine more with them. To imagine discipling their third culture kids to disciple their friends. Besides the church planting coordinator role, we also have a role in Forge England and Wales. Forge is a missional training initiative helping leaders to think differently and creatively about their own local situation. It's about helping participants imagine God doing more than they currently imagine. I think Forge has the potential of seeing new missional communities, new churches being planted. Uh, we're already coaching three couples, but we're leading the launch of the Birmingham Forge Hub with a taster day in October and the first of the three weekend intensives of this nine-month initiative begins in January of 2017. Even though we've gone through a tremendous amount of change in the last 12 months with these two moves, both into Winston Green and then on the edge of Winston Green into Summerfield, it's an exciting time. There are so many opportunities. There's an incredible diversity that's developing in the fellowship and in what we can do to imagine more in disciple making and church planting. We certainly cannot do it without you. To be honest, it's all a bit scary, a bit daunting, but we trust in God who said, I'm going to take you to a place that I'm going to show you. And he's doing that. And while there have been challenges in these recent months, we're still confident that God is leading us. And we're confident of the support you're giving us. You're part of Team GB, even if you don't have the wristband yourselves. We want to encourage you to continue to use prayer triggers to imagine more in your prayers. When you see or eat chocolate, preferably Cadbury's, or when you see a Land Rover, imagine more. Pray for us. Pray for church planting. Pray for new disciples in England. Pray for the kingdom of God to expand. Pray for us to imagine more than what we can do on our own. And remember, to find out more about what's happening with us and for specific prayer requests, you can consult our prayer flash. If you don't receive it, go to cmfi.org forward slash T-T-A-H-O to find out more. That's it. Thank you for listening and love and hugs from both of us. Hello, friends. Uh, a short add-on. Um, just to, so you guys know, the flags that hang in our auditorium are, represent um, countries where we have missionaries, missionary partners in those. And so you'll see the Haiti flag back there, uh, second, this way, and then the England uh, flag here. Um, so we, th those uh, represent our, the countries we have missionaries in. Just a, a cool experience, man, a lot going on. Uh, God is doing some amazing things. Would you agree? Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, and I'm excited about all of it, and uh, it, it's really cool. Just a, a couple of things to let you guys uh, know what's happening. Um, we start a, a new series. I'm excited about that in two weeks on September 4th. And the, the title of that series is called Be Generous. And uh, it's going to be a, an awesome series. You don't want to miss that. Um, and I, I, I've got some, some, some cool things that are, that are brewing up in my head that, that I want to share with, with our leaders uh, that we want to do in that, that series, and it's going to be really cool. And um, so I'm excited about that and how we can just engage our community more and, and things of that nature. Uh, also, there is a, a class that's going to be in conjunction with that series. You can sign up at the information desk, uh, financial uh, freedom class. And uh, so if you are interested in that, uh, you can sign up at the information desk. It's going to be on Sunday nights from 530 to 7 for like four weeks. And so uh, 